Hi, I'm Kate Spina. This is Toward Light, Practical Buddhism for the Modern World. Each week I explore ways to apply these timeless teachings to our daily life. Hello and welcome to episode 29 of the Toward Light podcast. This is a short episode this week, folks. Today, I want to talk about the election and specifically about the 55% of white women who voted for Trump. This may not be your personal demographic, but I hope that you'll stick with me as I unpack why this is so important. Because I am a white woman, it feels important for me to understand this phenomena so maybe I can reach out to fellow white women. I don't know that I have any answers, but I do feel like this is important to highlight this week. So this is what I'm talking about. I am a white woman, and I did not vote for Trump for many reasons, but at the most basic level, it's because he does not have my best interests at heart. He has openly equated women's worth to their appearance, has done nothing in his administration to empower women and girls, and in general has shown no respect for women. So if I chose to vote for him, I would have voted for someone who's actively working against my well-being. So I didn't. But 55% of white women who voted did vote for him. These women chose a person to rule their country who has not shown them any compassion. These women chose a person who bragged about sexual assault. These women chose a person who appointed a Supreme Court justice who was against a woman's right to choose what to do with her own body. Why? Why did these women make this choice? We've all worked against our own best interests at times, right? Like when I know I should turn the TV off an hour before bed because that's better for your sleep, but instead I watch another episode. Or when I know that I'm thirsty for water, my body needs water, but instead I drink coffee. Or when I have a deadline and I know the deadline is coming up and still I save my work to the last minute. Can you relate? Can you think of ways where you have gotten in the way of your own best interest, where you haven't always put the sort of wisest path in the forefront? What is it that allows this to happen? What is it that allows women to vote for a candidate who openly disrespects them? What is it that allows us to eat that additional slice of pizza even though we are full? There are three things I want to explore today that make this possible. Delusion, ignorance, and self-identity view. So first, there's delusion. The Pali word is moha, which is one of the three poisons, one of the roots of unskillful behavior. This specific form of delusion is the inability to see the whole picture or the willingness to overlook all of the facts or prioritize some facts over other facts. So with the pizza example, one truth is that my body is full One truth is that the pizza is pleasant to taste, and I prioritize that over the fact that my body is full. That's delusion. Delusion can be challenging because it's hard to see through delusion with a deluded mind. The deluded mind can be really powerful, and we need to choose to see through that delusion. So if a white woman is voting for Trump because she agrees with his xenophobic policies, She may prioritize that truth over the truth that his policy decisions also harm women. Her delusion is telling her that she doesn't need to see that part. The next thing that comes into play is ignorance, avijja, which is closely related to delusion. Ignorance means that we're not fully awake to reality. 
there are pieces of information we are unaware of or are missing. I'm currently at the beginning of learning Spanish. And of course, there's a lot of ignorance, a lot that I don't know. And I know that I don't know it. I'm aware of my ignorance, so I'm seeking to increase my knowledge. In terms of political candidates, so often we follow news sources that report from a bias similar to our own and connect with people who feel how we feel. If I look at my personal Instagram feed, I think about 90 to 95% of the people I follow did not vote for Trump. So I'm in this sort of bubble of people who feel what I feel, think what I think, or sharing wisdom that I agree with. So when we're in these knowledge bubbles, we're not necessarily getting all of the information we need to be informed. And we're ignorant of what we don't know because we think that we are informed, right? And finally, there's this Pali word, sakyaditi, which is self-identity view. These are all the beliefs and stories and views that we use to hold up our idea of who we think we are. Many of these are beliefs we've been building since infancy. The problem with Sakyaditi is the truth is, like all conditioned phenomena, our self is changing all the time. So in order for us to hold on to this self-identity view, we're constantly having to do these mental gymnastics to make ourselves into this image of who we think we are. Going back to having this extra slice of pizza, if I have some story, if some idea of myself is that I am bad at sticking to my diet, then I'm always going to allow myself that other piece of pizza because that shores up this identity view. Oh, I'm bad at my diet. I will always be able to justify having that extra slice of pizza. If part of someone's identity is I am Republican, then they might choose to vote for the Republican candidate available to them. They're not going to look at the whole picture because they're interested in confirming their own identity as Republican. So we've got delusion, ignorance, and attachment to identity. What can we do about that in ourselves so that we don't work against our own best interests? The key antidote to all three of these, although it's different flavors, but is wisdom, education, compiling knowledge, seeing through. We can do this in many ways, and I want to highlight two pieces. I want to highlight the importance of Sangha and Karuna. So Sangha, community. It's very important not to do any work in isolation. Even monks and nuns are often living in community. They may go off for periods of time for individual practice, but then they come back to be in community. Currently, I'm involved in a few groups of white women who are supporting each other to do anti-racist work. We share our resources and experiences so we can learn, and we try and call each other out if we notice there are blind spots. It doesn't need to be as formal as that, but we all need people in our life who we're learning from, who we're sharing resources with, and who know us well enough that they can let us know when we may not be awake or aware, or we might be too embedded in our own self-interest. So we may actually be working against our best interest. So that Sangha community, that's really essential to help us gain wisdom is we need wise counsel. The other thing that we need is we need compassion. We need to be able to see through others' eyes. We need to be able to understand other people's experiences. It can be things like reading, listening to, watching stories from people who have other life experiences than you, reading fiction written by an author of a different race than you, 
talking to people from different cultures, watching movies from different cultures, different races. All of that is really essential. Recently, we had moved out of our apartment and needed to stay in LA for a few more days. And so we moved to a different neighborhood. We rented a place in a different neighborhood. And it really highlighted to me how homogeneous, how white the neighborhood that I had been living in was. And so it reminded me, oh, I was... I was too much in like a unicultural bubble. I needed to be more aware and I needed to be connecting with people of different cultures more. So seeing that helped motivate me going forward to really pay better attention to that. And it can be, again, it can be as simple as when you're picking a movie, can it be by a director of a different race? Can it be from a different country? Can we every once in a while push ourselves out of our own bubble? Because when we learn about other people, we're more likely to be able to have compassion, to have care for them. You know, I talked about for us, when we're working against our own best interests, we can see the delusion, we can see the ignorance, we can see the self-identity view, we can make a choice to cultivate wisdom, to connect with others, to bring in some compassion. And how do we do that with people when we see that they are getting in their own way? I don't, I don't know that I have an answer to that. I know from my history of recovery that we talk about if somebody is struggling and we think that they need help with an addiction, we wait until they're sober and then we share what we've noticed from our experience. So I've noticed that when you are drinking a lot, that that is often when we get in a fight and the next day is very uncomfortable. But then we're also trained to let it go. So I don't know. I can think of one person in my life, someone who I know very peripherally who posted on Facebook that she had voted for Trump. And I don't know if I would go up to her and say something But I'd like to ask myself that question. I'd like us all to ask ourselves this question. How do we start to say, hey, I notice that you're making a choice that doesn't seem to be taking your own best interests at heart. And can we talk about that? Or can I share my experience? Again, I don't know. I don't have answers. But I think this is really important to look at. And I guess it's just like anything else, right? When we want more mindfulness in our life, we practice more mindfulness. When we want more clarity in our life, then that's what we need to be working on. We need to move away from delusion, move away from ignorance, move away from self-identity view, and use our sanghas and our communities to help us cultivate wisdom and compassion so that we can not get in our own way and hopefully in turn support others in that as well. Thank you so much for listening. The links are in our show notes. You can find me on Instagram at towardlight108 and the website is towardlight.net. If you have any questions or feedback, I'd love to hear from you. Be well.